Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. Before we bring on our great co-host, Sam Gordon, also from the Review Journal and Vegas Nation. Just want to let you know that uh, Vegas Nation First and Ten is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and Blue Wire. Uh, Sam Gordon, it's been a week and a half or so, right? I'm, I'm, I'm Two weeks, maybe? Since training football camp, yeah, Some, yeah, yeah, somewhere along that yeah, line. I hear there's like football game this week, huh? There is a football game, uh, and it is on Thursday night. Uh, and it's, you, you will be. There. I will be there, Canton, Ohio. Going to check off a uh, a little item on the bucket list. I've dro- I've driven past uh, Canton um, and the Hall of Fame. I've never been inside, and I've certainly never been to the Hall of Fame game. Um, so it's a big moment for me. Yeah, it's a yeah, big yeah. moment for me. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll be perfectly upfront and honest about that. However, in no way. Is it as big a moment as it is going to be for Josh McDaniels? Can Mm -hmm. you believe this story when you think about it? This is a guy who played quarterback at the very high school (laughs) that they're going to be playing the Hall of Fame. You remember, you know how the Hall of Fame was at that little tiny little high school stadium. It's literally a high school. That was his high school. He went to McKinley High School in Canton, Ohio. And not only that, first of all, his whole dream as a kid growing up in Canton was to be the quarterback at McKinley High. Like that was his lifelong goal. And he achieved that, obviously. But not only that, his dad was the head coach of McKinley High School. It was like a real powerhouse. They won state championships and whatnot. So here's this local kid from Canton, Ohio, whose dad was the big high school coach, whose dream was to play for his dad as the quarterback at Canton McKinley High School. Now, a head coach in the NFL, bringing not just any NFL team, but the Raiders, for crying out loud, uh, to that high school, Tom Benson Field, to play in the very stadium that he played at and walk along the sidelines that his father walked on uh, as the head coach. Can you believe that? That's what are the odds? It's hard to put that together, to right. contextualize how unlikely, dare I say, that is. But but lo and behold, Josh, Josh, that's what Josh McDaniels and the Raiders are going to do. You'd have to, like, uh, what arrogance it would take to even think that, oh, one day I'm going to bring a football team. Not here. only am I going to be the quarterback here, I'm going to yeah, yeah, come yeah. back here as the coach. Who could the- dream that big, Sam? Uh, Josh, apparently Josh McDaniels. Apparently he did. Yeah. And he, he did say, there's no way I could have envisioned uh, anything like this. And, and for him, it's going to be a surreal moment. And for the McDaniels family, uh, what a special moment. Because, you know, when you play high school football, and I know you know this, um, that's like, that's like, especially back then, um, like your, that was your life. It, no, for sure. It was for me. It was all I cared about. Your right? mom and dad were in the stands working the snack yeah, bar yeah, being my, a part of my it. My dad would, would tape the games my senior year, there you, to, go. you know, so for the film and stuff like that. So yeah, it was my dad everything. was the president of the, uh, boosters club yeah, and everything yeah. like that. It sounds like oh, kind everything. of corny now, it's, but like that was, that was what it was all about. For sure. It's, I mean, there's not nothing quite like the still to this day, but you, Friday Night Lights, right. there's still something, you know, the crisp fall air, uh, yeah. there's still something special about yes. it. Yes, uh, we didn't quite get that uh, in California compared to Minnesota. <laughs> it was definitely crisp in Minnesota. Yes, uh, we would get the beach cool chill, like I, I grew up in a beach town in Ventura, California, so we, and from our stadium you could literally see the beach, so you would get that, it would get cold, no doubt about it, and then you go into the desert, you know, uh, uh, and play some of the desert schools and it would get really cold, but 
sure you'd be laughing at what we considered cold. I definitely would. Growing up, growing up in Minneapolis. So a homecoming for Josh McDaniels, also a homecoming for uh, his sidekick Dave Ziegler, the general manager. Um, he he grew up uh, not too far uh, as well, and they both went to the same college. Think about this for a second. Uh, John Carroll University on the same team. They played on the same team. Uh, was Dave Ziegler, uh, Josh McDaniels. The general manager, Tom Telesco of uh, the Chargers, the Chargers, the Houston Texans general manager, if you remember what his name is, uh, throw it out there. Um, Brian Polian, the former Nevada football coach, who's now the uh, a coach at Notre Dame. His dad is a guy by the name of Bill, Bill Polian, who's probably maybe, in the Hall of Fame. Him, yeah. Um, London Fletcher was also on that team. He played for the uh, for the Rams back in the day. So so like there's this there's this whole thing going on at John Carroll University, and in Ohio in general because you go over to Miami of Ohio, that's where um, Sean McVay went, Bo Schembechler. Like there's just an endless amount of coaches uh, that Don Shula, I want to say, came out of that came out of that school. So something's going on, man. You're teaching in Ohio. me some things today, Vinny. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. I mean, yeah, there's definitely some in the, the coaching water over there. Right. I, I asked Tom Telesco one time. I'm like, what the hell's going on yeah, over there? Yeah. Like, you know, what's the deal here? And he's like, I don't know, but, you know, if you want to be a general manager or an executive, and he goes, and we take a lot of pride in it. It's, I think, I want to say it's a D3 school. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's not like the highest level. Miami of Ohio is a little bit higher. Uh, they play in the MAC, I believe. Um, but uh, obviously, it's a place to go if you want to, uh, if you aspire to, to run your own team. And speaking about running your own team, um, you know, like we, we've been talking about now, uh, the Raiders have been at it almost two weeks. Uh, they've been in the pads about four days or so. Um, some things are becoming, you know, a little bit clearer. And here's here's something to, to think about. The Raiders literally just sent out their um, uh, depth chart for yeah. the game. Who do you think they list as the right tackle? Alex Leatherwood, wow, is listed as the starter. Is I don't know starting if, right tackle, a typo or something. I don't because he hasn't been the starter. No, not <laughs> and, yeah, right. It's been a it's been an up and down camp for him. Sam Gordon, they list two cornerbacks in their starting lineup. Two. Who do you think the starters are listed? Rock Yassin. Yes. Nate Hobbs. Yeah. We've been asking Nate. We've been asking Nate. What's the? Are you maybe going to play a little on the outside? I'm just going to do what the coaches tell me to do. Are you? Uh, are they going to maybe move you to the perimeter? I'm just going to do wherever the coaches. Are we to read that maybe he's going to? Because I'll tell you this. Yesterday at practice, right? Today's today's uh, Tuesday, right? Travel uh, day. Yep. Yeah. Monday. Uh, um, yesterday. Nate Hobbs, on on a handful of occasions, was lined up wherever wherever Devonte Adams went. All right, so good on and good. having and having some moments like he there was a there was a uh, it was along the goal line it was a, a red zone uh, situation. Um, he's he's lined up um, outside. Devonte Adams is you know runs straight at Nate. Nate doesn't even just okay whatever. Uh, hard cut to the right. Nate is right there with him. Doesn't miss a step. Knocks the ball away. Devonte Adams kicks the pylon in the end zone. He's a little upset at that. So. Fast forward a couple minutes. Now um, Devontae is lined up in the slot. And who's in front of him? Your guy, Nate Hobbs. And I'm, I said to Q Myers, you know, our, yep, uh, our great friend from Raider Nation Radio, I go, I go watch. Devontae's going to get him right here, you know, because he, he remembered what happened. And sure enough, he beat him. He beats him off the line of scrimmage, is open. Nate Hobbs 
never loses any confidence, anything. Smoothly realizes he's 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 beat, turns around to find the ball, uh, gets in perfect position, knocks the ball down. A wide open Devontae Adams has no chance because the ball's already gotten gotten batted down. Two, Incomplete. Yeah, two really good reps. So I'm just wondering. I don't know what the Raiders. You know, it's it's only the the, the depth chart for the first game of the se- of the of the preseason, but. Are, are we to read that maybe Nate Hobbs is going to be a perimeter cornerback? Yeah, I think potentially, Vinny. And like, and I, I pose this question to you. After seeing what he did last year, kind of, you know, primarily, of course, in the slot role, but filling in elsewhere occasionally, mm-hmm. knowing that he was one of the best slot cornerbacks in the NFL last year, one of the best nickel corners as a rookie, does any part of him moving to the outside surprise you after what we saw? No, uh, uh, it doesn't because I think he could do it. And that's what he played in college. Yeah, absolutely. He played that position in college. Now, granted, uh, Trayvon Mullen um, uh, still hasn't showed up. He's expected back fairly soon, I would imagine. And then Anthony Averett ha- uh, has been out there, too. You're going to see all these guys because, you know, uh, the amount of times that teams play with multiple cornerbacks, you're going you're gonna to see bo- all of these guys. But it's just conspicuous to me that uh, Nate Hobbs was listed as a starter, um, you know, because he's never been a starter. He's a quote-unquote slot cornerback um so that those guys play in sub packages right so um uh you know he's not technically a starter because of the position that he plays but i don't know i'm just wondering if this is a uh well he's a guy we we've speculated now right kind of throughout the offseason is there a bigger role in place from because when you saw what he was able to bring to the table last year the speed uh just the instincts just being i mean just made plays happen he made things happen when he was out there when opposing teams targeted him even in, in tackling a little bit in the run game so yeah he's a football player yeah we've been talking uh, uh about this on the on the podcast um is there a way for patrick graham the new defensive coordinator to kind of figure out how to uh unleash nate not just as somebody that plays that position but somebody that can make plays from that position same with trayvon morig merig i should say and um i think that they both have that um in their in their skill set to not just be players out there but but guys that can make things happen. Well, that I mean, two of the better defensive rookies in the NFL last year. You know, now you, you have the experience. You you know what to expect. Um, the roster overall seems like it's better in a better place. The competition you're getting at practice is better. It's just different perspective, different coaching. Now, yeah, I think there's a lot of upside that we've yet to see right. just based on what those guys showed last season. For sure, for sure. Okay, so Chandler Jones has been sitting out a few practices. Um, I want to say it's three straight practices. Um, and uh, in between there, in between those practices, was a uh, an off day. So it's been like four days since we've seen Chandler Jones. Any concern anywhere? Not. I wouldn't concern. Not the right word yet. I would say it's it's early. It's training camp. Everything just started. They haven't even played the the first preseason game yet. But I will say this. Let's see how things play out. You certainly don't want your star pass rusher, that your, your prize acquisition in free agency, to be missing some of the first, you know, padded practices of this season. Right. Like that's that's not ideal. No. By any stretch, but it's early. Let's just kind of see how things play out and see what yeah. develops. And I think with Chandler, and he is on the other side of thirty. Um, I think the the goal for Chandler Jones, if you're the Raiders, is to get him through the season. Period. I mean, just you know what he can do. He's shown you that he's going to take care of the body uh, and be right mentally and get his nose in the in, in the playbook. And Josh McDaniels did make it a point to say that they're doing. He's doing everything else other than you know just actually being out there uh, in practice. So he's a guy that. If I'm the Raiders, I just want to uh, 
uh, again, protect as much as possible so I get the most out of him as possible on Sundays. Yeah, and I, that's not, not to diminish or to marginalize the value of training camp because, of course, super important. This is where the foundation is fortified before the regular season. But to your point, Vinny, like some, I mean, he's been in the league 12 years. Like he, he knows what this looks like. He knows what he has to do to perform at a high level. If there's any reason to be precautious, take those, like, be precautious. Yes. Especially right now. It's, it's way too early to do anything risky. If, if there is something going on that might manage it right now, see what happens throughout the course of training camp. And like you said, it's a long season. It's- I remember when I covered the Rams, uh, there were two straight years where Aaron Donald missed everything from OTAs to training camp, right? And what's, what's going to happen? Uh, NFL Defensive Player of the yeah, Year, and then right it. along, you know, almost one and again, uh, one of those other years. So there's certain guys that you just, you understand um, these guys know what to do mm-hmm. and, and, and are accountable and can be counted on um, when the when the bell rings. Uh, on the flip side, uh, and I'm not going to, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, tell Raider Nation to freak out or anything just yet, but also Darren Waller missed a few practices too. So um, here's a guy that dealt with injuries last year uh, as well. Are we, are we there with him as well in terms of just scaling back however you got to scale back to make sure that, uh, he's in the best possible position to play 17 games. Period. I agree with you there. Look, veteran, you know what he's capable of. Um, and of course, you know, it's a crucial time for him right now mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's a, it's, we know that, you know, contract stuff um, could be on the horizon for him. You got to do everything you can to be available for the regular season and right. to be able to play 17 games. He's been a part of the, you know, I guess one of the longest tenured players on the team now in terms of, you know, he, he, Crazy. he, he knows, yeah, isn't it, isn't that something? Yeah. Um, you know what, you know what to expect from Derek yeah. Waller when the lights are bright and they come on. Right. And you need him right. Cause when he's, uh, at optimal, uh, level, uh, that's a handful for any opposing team, uh, uh, defense. So, okay. So it's Tuesday. We just mentioned that the Raiders are traveling today. Uh, to uh, to Cleveland, Canton, Ohio, and the game is on Thursday. You're probably saying, "Vinny, why are they leaving a day earlier uh, for, especially for a preseason game?" Well, there is a uh, reason for that. Uh, Josh McDaniels, you know, bringing his friends with him back home on the homecoming. Uh, hey, mom and dad, meet my friends. Uh, it's the Raiders, but uh, uh, they're actually going to go to the Hall of Fame tomorrow as a team, uh, kind of collectively to 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 go tour. Uh, the Hall of Fame. I think this is pretty cool for a couple of different reasons, Sam. One is um, not they, they took a poll of their players. Not a whole lot of guys have been there to begin with, so great for them to see the Hall of Fame just as football fans. But then also, uh, I think there's something to be said. The bonding experience uh, is important as well, but I think there's something to be said, whatever profession you're in, to, to really get an up-close look at the pinnacle. Yeah, like the yeah. place that you want to, to be to see what it looks. This is to where visualize it. If I, if all goes according to plan, I'm going to be here someday, right. right? And if not, that's okay, right? Yes, shoot um, for the stars. You might, you know, whatever. When so, 2021 draft was an NFL draft was in Cleveland. Yes. They sent me out. You know, our review journal. Mm-hmm. Very grateful they sent me out there. Um, and I checked out the Hall of Fame, Vinny, and and it was a kind of a, just a surreal experience, right. like just for me as a journalist and as a fan of football and as some you know someone who aspires to be a, a football historian. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of see how the game has evolved, who paved the way, I right. think, for the players. like That has to be even that much more special, given that this is what they do. So uh, there's a strong, I will say this right now, a very, very strong, and you'll see it too when you go, a strong Raiders presence. No doubt about um, it. At the Hall of Fame. And One of the stronger presences. And it's getting stronger. Yeah. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. 
Cliff Branch, uh, obviously, is going in on Saturday, being officially enshrined. Mark Davis, the owner, is going to do the uh, induction speech uh, presenter uh, for his really good friend, the late great, by the way, uh, Cliff Branch. Uh, really unfortunate that you know he wasn't alive to see this moment because uh, he absolutely deserved it. And then also Richard Seymour, uh, the former um, uh, great uh, defensive tackle uh, and Raider uh, great, is going in and. Another guy that has a connection to Josh McDaniels, I think the first eight years of Richard's career yeah. were spent it, with the Patriots on teams that, um, that that Josh McDaniels coached. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. Right, so I think, that, I think that uh, brings it to 30 total Raider players that are in the Hall of Fame. Now, there's a couple like Eric Dickerson and Warren Sapp, you know. Yeah, they were they they they, they uh, had a cup of coffee with the Raiders, um, and but they're they're they were here, so they're gonna they're gonna uh, uh, claim them. Sure, um, uh, and there's a whole bunch of others that are just straight Raiders. That that's all you think about, like Cliff Branch, um, Kenny Stabler, those types of guys. Um, where when you think of these guys, you think of the Raiders, right? Um, all right, so so th- I think it makes it thirty now. When you look at the roster right now, yeah, Sam. When you look at the roster right now, I need three players that you feel um, have a chance to be in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, geez. Three players? Well, I think Devontae Adams is on his way. Yes. Um, you take a look at the body of work, the all-pros, the statistical achievements. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be slowing down anytime soon as he's in the prime of his career mm-hmm. at 29. Mm-hmm. He's certainly on that way. Okay. I think Chandler Jones is too. I yes. think he's got a shot, right? Yeah. He's I mean, still only 32. He's over 100 sacks. Uh, has a chance. Has the most since... 2012, right? Yeah, when he the came most in the, sacks in the NFL. When he came in, the, that was when he was drafted. Right. I believe and that was the most first strip year. sacks too. So. It's only 32, yeah. right? It's, had double double digit sacks last year. The Raiders brought him in because they think he still is at yes. that level. He has two or three more great years. Yeah. I think he's going to have a, a, a heck of a case, right? Um, as well, um, when you're talking about a third, that's a tremendous question. I think there are you know a couple. We we touched on it the last pod. I'm not predicting it. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I don't think the door is completely closed for Derek Carr. I don't right? either. If, he, if you know, seeing how this second act of his career goes, right? If, now that you have some stability here, you have the best, you know, probably the best supporting cast he's had. Let's see how this year goes. Let's see how this second act starts. The door is not ajar. I don't think it's completely ajar um, for Darren Waller either. I don't. Now, it, look, did he get off to a little bit of a later start? Yes. Sure, but when you take a look. Just the eye test at what he what he's able to do at the tight end position, and we're kind of going through a rep like, like the position has been revolutionized. The yes, tight end position, right. where now tight ends are lining up all over the field. There's not just kind of the classic tight end role that that I remember growing up, or you know even you before me. Um, he's part of that, b- being able to line up on the perimeter, all up all over, you know, different formations, different mm-hmm. spots. Look, at, he's still only 29. I'm yeah. not, again, I'm not predicting it, but he has a few more thousand yard type seasons. You're going to put yourself in the mix in terms of that tight end position and the greatness from that position. So, what about Max Crosby? He look, he's got a ton of upside there too. He was an All Pro only his third year in the NFL. He's only 25 years old, right? Like he starts stringing together some seasons where you have some double figure sacks, where you continue to be an All Pro. And let's not forget the team aspect too. Football is a team sport. If the Raiders contend, or, yeah, or, and, and, totally. and they do what they're supposed to do, that's how you get in the position right. to be talked about as a Hall of Famer. And I think that's where uh, uh, Carr um, can state his case. Sure, if the team does well. Yeah, like if he can reel off a couple of spectacular seasons, not just numbers wise, but wins wise and accomplishments wise. 
You I know. mean, I thought you made a great point, Vinny, bringing up Matthew Stafford last week. He's right. a guy that nobody would have, you know, that he did not was not discussed as a Hall of Fame quarterback, you know, two, three years ago. Gets in a great situation, finally, where he's in an organization where there's support, where it's a team that's going to contend, where there's a defense that he can support, where there's an offensive line, where he's gets some stability around right. him. Lo and behold, he has a monster season. They win a Super Bowl and are in prime position to do it again. Well, you know, you can you can also bring up guys like, and Jim Plunkett's not in the Hall of Fame, but people are like, hey, should Jim Plunkett be in the Hall sure. of Fame? He's won two, he won two Super Bowls. Well, here's the thing. His was a very small, tight window as well. Uh, and and um, uh, for but but for him, it was because he went to a really bad he went to a really bad situation coming out of Stanford University, and um, it just almost broke him. He went to the I think I want to say they were still the the um, uh, the Boston uh, Patriots at that time. But it, regardless, it was just um, a nightmare situation, and he just got beat up physically, mentally, yeah, everything. Sure. By the time he got to the uh, Raiders in the late seventies, um, he was a broken dude basically yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and uh and then and then he, he the only reason he actually ended up getting the starting job was because Dan Pastorini, the former Oilers quarterback who the Raiders had traded for or signed or whatever the case was, breaks his leg. And then here comes Jim Plunkett, the broken down old, you know, uh, beat up dude who, lo and behold, ends up uh, taking them to and, and winning two Super Bowls over the next three years to kind of put himself in the conversation of, you know, should he be in the Hall of Fame? Sure. So that, that, again, that that's why I talk about Derek Carr along those lines. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, and ultimately, like, Again, I want the team thing. If, yeah. if the Raiders handle their business and if, you know, this this kind of soft rebuild, kind of on-the-fly rebuild where they still have a very competitive roster, but you have a new coaching staff, you you, you have changes on the business side. If this goes according to plan, right, where, where, where what Mark Davis wants wants to happen – and and this team contends, then you're, then the conversation changes yeah. around these guys because that's the, you know it's a, it's a team game, it's about winning, um, and we'll see what happens. Right, no doubt. And we're talking about way down uh, the road uh, exactly. in the future. Yeah, uh, let's reel it back in uh, real quick here. Thursday night Raiders against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars have already announced that. Um, their young quarterback Trevor Lawrence is not going to play. No big surprise there. Uh, what are you hoping to see, uh, or what are you going to be focused on Thursday when the Raiders play? Yeah, I, I'm not. I don't expect to see the ones right. Like not. I mean, not all of them, anyways. Maybe some get a couple, maybe a series right. or two. I'm not. There's. I'm not looking too closely at anything like that. But you know, there are still um, what I feel like maybe some positional battles, right? Like let's see what the offensive line looks like. Whether it's you know the first group or the second group, wherever it doesn't. I, I know we've seen pretty much the same group all throughout training camp but that's an area where you want to have depth where you never know what's going to happen where maybe there would be some adjustments depending on how things go and then you know the defensive backs too I think that that room um, seems a little deeper than I maybe initially thought right. coming into the season yeah, what, are, what are they going to look like as well but I'm not it, look it's the first preseason game not going to draw many conclusions just kind of want to see how some of the young players look in position do you, you know, think, players in those do you think Alex areas. Leatherwood can you know, maybe maybe uh, lessen some angst or some concern. Uh, does he have a chance to do that? Sure. I mean, if he comes out there and plays well and it, whatever reps he gets, I mean, at, at this point, just kind of based on the camp he has, Vinny, I think anything that helps him develop confidence, it has to be huge. Yeah. That's what that's what you are looking for from him because it hasn't been an easy camp for him. You, you we, we can tell. It hasn't right. been the easiest of camps. And, he, you know, you as a young player, um, this is an opportunity for him. Even in the preseason setting, these reps are important for yeah. him to, to build in that regard. Yeah, and I think that um, it's interesting what's going on with Alex um, and I think how the Raiders are handling um, that that, that whole situation. Uh, I think there's a real intent um, uh, from the powers that that be to really send the message of 
this is a competition. You're not getting handed anything. You were the 17th pick uh, in the entire draft last year. That's great. Um, and maybe, you know, you got some leeway because of that last year. Uh, that leeway is, do, does not exist. There's no leeway. Right. You want to win right now. And um, from the Raiders' perspective, they're basically saying, we're not handing you anything. And you have to understand that you're going to have to earn this. And I think that's the right way to, uh, to go about it. Josh McDaniel said, look, we're going to play the, the best 11. That's, that's the only way you should, be able, you, you should do it. It shouldn't matter who's making what in terms of the money. It shouldn't matter who was drafted where. It shouldn't matter young, old, whatever. Um, if you're in the business of winning – especially now with a playoff team and they are coming off a playoff season, it ought to be about who's the best player right now, not who do you want to develop for the down the road. No, hundred percent. And, and, and at the end of the day, right? Like in terms of just the, in terms of the best 11, like if the team wins, all the other stuff is going to take care of itself yeah. for everybody involved. Like right. People are going to get taken care of if the team wins. That's, that is the most important thing. So I think that's the right approach. And again, things are what they are right now. It's, it's August, what? Second, there's a long way to go long before to go. before the opener against the Chargers. Like the, these competitions, I don't think they're they're over by any stretch. It's the first preseason game hasn't happened yet, so let's see how this thing plays out. Before we get out of here, um, there was some breaking news today with the yes. Miami Dolphins. Man. Stephen Ross, um, the Dolphins t- docked a first round pick next year in 2023, a third round pick, uh, basically for tampering. And and the long and short of it is, the Dolphins, at the very top of their organization, were making like way over the top overtures to Tom Brady, right? Yep. Uh, calling him, texting him, being in contact with him from the highest level to, directly to the player, Tom Brady, and to his agent um, during the season in 2019 <laughs> yeah. and 2020 to the point where there was actually, um, and I, it might have been soon after the Patriots got knocked out of the playoffs. However, Tom Brady was still a, a member of the Patriots and under contract with the Patriots. Uh, where there was a yacht meeting, of course, in Miami, it's going to be a yacht, right? Between the owner, Stephen Ross, Tom Brady, I think his agent was there, some other staff members from the Dolphins were there. So the long and short of it was, you can't do that. Right. (laughs) Okay, number one, you just can't do that as an owner, just decide, I'm just going to go blatantly call some other player on another team uh, and start like laying the groundwork for him to eventually come play for me. Well... I mean, this is, I mean, no, you can't. And it, if there's a, like, it, dare I say, look, the Dolphins have been dysfunctional for a really long time. Yeah. I mean, they just haven't figured it out for the longest time. We see our great producer, Larry Muir, there, who knows a thing or two about Miami nodding. And that's right. just the reality of it. And now you finally, you know, it really felt, and we'll see, it looks, they, we'll see what this team looks like with the new staff and all right. that. But I really felt like they were building some momentum with Brian Flores. And then he, that, that no, happened out of yeah. nowhere and just all these different things. So no, you can't do any of that. And, and you, it's, it was a kind of a stunning story, but yeah. when you look back and take a bird's eye view and, and kind of see how everything played out with Brady and his retirement and all these things, it, it makes a little bit more sense why everything went the way it did, but very bizarre. <laughs> and oh, by the way, it wasn't just Tom Brady. I just, I forgot to admit, I forgot to, uh, to also uh, include, that Sean um, Sean Payton Sean Payton from the New England or from the New Orleans Saints was also on the target list yeah. and being talked to and all that kind of stuff to be the head coach. So they were going to try and bring those guys in to run yes. the organization. Like now, now here's the thing. I, two thoughts on this. Yeah. Number one, if you're Stephen Ross, there's 31 other people in this entire world that can take you down and move you out and get you out of there. And that's the 31 other owners in the league. The commissioner can't do it. The public can't do it. Nobody can step in and say you got to go. 
um, except for those 31 other colleagues of his, all right? And when you lose the trust, because think about it. If you're another owner, let's just say you're Mark Davis. Yeah. How can I trust this dude that he's not calling one of my guys? Right. No, you can't. To start setting something up for the future. You can't. You can't. Okay. Yep. So he really has put himself in a bad spot because uh, there's, there's certain things that you just don't do and betraying the trust of the trusted 32 guy, you know, men and women, um, that, that whole click when you, when you, when you, when you can no longer be trusted, that's when you might have to start counting the days of when you might be out of or here. Or he's messing with the Patriots. He's messing with the Saints and, and the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, the yes. Yeah, so it's all over. The, Anyone else who might have had any interest potentially? A thousand percent. So Okay. Now, here's the other thing. Yeah. Tom Brady is just – there's no penalty for Tom Brady. There's no – you know, I don't know. I haven't gone on Twitter to find out what the, um, you know, what the, what the thought is out there. But I got to ask you something, Sam. Imagine, if you will – LeBron James playing for the Lakers, accepting phone calls and meetings with the Boston Celtics. Because <laughs> that's what this is. That's what literally this is. And let me ask you something. Yeah. How quickly would the world fall apart if this was LeBron James? And what kind of repercussions? Or just, just like... The optics and just the, yeah. The, I mean, the, the, the response from fans and stuff like that. Like, is Tom Brady just going to skate out of this it looks like it yeah i mean i the, i saw no not, like you said nothing for for him and like peyton's what is what's he doing now is he doing well it doesn't matter for him yeah he's out of the nfl like he's out of now put me so. on time out over here yeah yeah exactly so just like <laughs> the world keeps spinning i guess wow i mean like i said am i wrong to think that the the world would fall apart on lebron james if he were to have that kind of audaciousness you know what he knows what he's doing is wrong he knows he can't, you know, Tom knows that he can't be talking to another owner. I, I, of course, if you're in the last year of your contract, you're going to be talking to your agent, your family members, your friends, dudes on other teams. Right. You know, texting right. back and forth like, hey, man, you know, what's it like over there? But you can't have meetings with the owner of, the, of, of that team when you're being paid by somebody else. No, you can't. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm over here going, okay, the owner's going to get what he's going to get, and deservedly so, but... Kind of want a little heat on Tom Brady on this one. This that's he crossed many many lines as well. It, the, the whole scenario, just kind of reading it, is like whoa, you know, yeah. like this was a, a lot. It was yeah. a, a, just a lot to digest. So right, it, you well, never every day, Vinny, it's something new. It's with the something NFL. new, man. It's yeah. something new. So uh, and we didn't even get into the Deshaun Watson uh, fiasco, but uh, at, we'll, we'll we'll save that for a later date. Uh, but uh, Sam. Great job. Uh, thank Appreciate you very you, much. Man. Great job to Larry Muir, our great producer. Uh, thank you to all the fans and listeners. You're why we do this. want to say thank you to uh, Station Casinos, Blue Wire, and, of course, the Las Vegas Review Journal. And we will be back at some point. Vinny, yes. have a great time at the Hall of Fame. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, enjoy yourself. That. It's I, awesome. It's a, it's a really cool place. It. It's yes. awesome. So. I'm looking forward to it. Um, thank you very much. And we will check back with you guys real soon. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.